0: I'm Teresa Hampton. You're listening to MTMV
1: Sports. Keep it locked. Welcome back, everybody, to the episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 97, dedicated to a man who, in 1997, won his first Masters Tournament and took the golf world by storm, Mr. Tiger Woods. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to the episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we have Mr. Lee W. Mowen, host of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, to do things just a little bit Different now. If you have been around for any length of time throughout the history of the duration of the Jay Stevens podcast, you know that when Jay has a guest come on, primarily they focus on a pro sports team or a collegiate sports team in the U.S. of A. Well, at this moment in time, the opportunity was there to bring Lee W. Malin on, a guy that is entrenched in a local area that is different than most or almost any other guest that I have brought on. Now, granted, Mr. Cody Gwynn came on and he does play-by-play broadcasting there in the Greenville, Tennessee area, but we didn't talk about the Greenville, Tennessee area and the sports he is doing there, the sports he is calling. No, when when Cody comes on, the last time he was on, the last time he was here, we, he was recapping the last dance. Lee W. Mallon entrenched right there in the Cincinnati and Dayton area, the sports uh, community there. He is a play-by-play broadcaster. He is a podcaster. He is a public address announcer, and he is a sports writer. You may be wondering, Jay, how in the world does Lee carry all the, wear all these hats, and handle all this responsibility? I got two words for you to help you describe, help you understand how Lee manages all this stuff at one time. Time management. That's it. That's the trick. Time management management lee w mowan has broadcast over 1000 games he has been the pa announcer for 501 games and he just released and celebrated his 150th episode of the cincinnati and dayton sports podcast that's enough of me i can talk all day as you know but today it's not about me today it's about lee so without further ado let's go ahead and take a trip to Dayton, Ohio, to enjoy my fun conversation with Mr. Lee W. Malin, host of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Hey, Lee, welcome to the
0: podcast. Hey, uh, Hey, thanks for your time today, Jay. I'm really excited to be
1: on the podcast, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's talk some sports. Perfect, perfect, perfect. One quick question very quickly. How are you and your family doing um, during this abnormal time in life with COVID-19?
0: We're getting by as best we can. I think that's the, the best answer I can give right now, just doing the best we can. And hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I see that the major leagues are starting to get plans in and get ready to come back. I'm just hoping my job's come back.
1: (laughs) Sure hope so. Sure hope so. Uh, You're one person that has, when it comes to your job and with sports being tied to that, you wear many hats, a podcaster, a broadcaster, a PA announcer, sports writer. Um, When did you know that you wanted to work in sports?
0: Sports, uh, I'd have to say college freshman year. I remember doing my very first broadcast on college radio at Wright State. And it's like, wow, this is something I really want to do. Broadcasting, however, I can point that back to when I was a little kid, and I was watching local news. And I was like, I want to be the guy or the uh, news anchor. I want to be the guy that talks about the news on camera. And so, broadcasting's always been something I wanted to do. Sports, I really didn't become a big fan of sports until like two thousand four. Oh wow! Yeah, I uh, my we didn't have cable back in the day, and my parents weren't big sports fans, so I missed out a lot in the nineties and. Man, I I wish I was a sports fan back then. But, you know, I, I slowly picked it up when I was in high school. And then, you know, finally, bam, I became a sports
1: broadcaster. So, What in 2004 kind of switched and kind of flipped to where you're like, oh, sports wasn't a thing before, at least in my life. And all of a sudden, wow, I love it just as much as everybody else does.
0: It started really slowly in the earlier part of the decade. I mean, it started with a couple of football games here, a few baseball games on TV, and then here's hockey. But then 2004, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that really like sports. And, you know, I, I did it so that I have, you know, so I can make friends. I, I, I'm not the uh, type of person that makes friends very easily. But, um, yeah, I wanted to make friends with sports. Uh, it didn't work out with uh, making friends, but, eh. It got me into a career field. So, you know, I'll take that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And with you uh, being from, from that area, I'm uh, actually living right now in the area of uh, Cincinnati and Dayton, that area right there, Um, was that kind of where you kind of fell in love with sports, or was there a team that stuck out more than another one that was maybe outside of Ohio, being like, wow, this team, I gravitated towards that one, and that's where my love for sports kind of started?
0: I'd have to say it was the local teams around here. Uh, I don't remember – I don't think the Bengals were the first team I watched on TV. Uh, I think it was the Colts in, like, Buffalo or something. Okay. But, you know, I've this is the area I grew up in. I've always been around Dayton, Ohio, and Cincinnati's always been, like, my second city I've grown up in. So, you know, I was like, let's root for the teams around here. And that's, that's kind of how I got my uh, fanship underway. And, you know, I, I – I don't want to say recently, but when I became a sports broadcaster, per se, I just started to like, you know, all teams and athletes and just appreciate greatness, wherever it might be, just because it helped me on my broadcast. So uh, definitely it started off as I always root for the local teams, but at the same time, you know, I, I like sports. I'm not, I'm not too picky, especially since we don't have any right now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it 's very uh, depressing upsetting for uh, a lot of sports fans we 're all sports fans. We have the documentary the last dance we 've had uh, Korean baseball on television there 's been some soccer on f s one but we miss what 's ours and I know with sports I know locally I live in Indianapolis mm. so I know locally in Indianapolis, I know the heart of sports, what we look for with sports, kind of the different times types of times of year when you know, oh, it's going to be Indy 500 time or, oh, it's Indiana Pacers time where the Colts are dominating or Indiana Hoosiers basketball, that's dominating. If you were to explain the Cincinnati Dayton area sports scene to someone that has no idea about it, what would you say to that person?
0: Well, right now we would be in Cincinnati red season. And with all the signings they've done in the off season, I'd say 2020 is a great time to get on the Reds bandwagon and, you know, enjoy the team, but we're not, uh, Cincinnati, Dayton. I mean, Dayton's a lot different than Cincinnati. It's not north Cincinnati by any means, but it's like kind of like a mesh of uh, two cities. Uh, college basketball is definitely king around here. We got six great uh, Division One schools. I happen to go to Wright State. There's the Dayton Flyers. There's the Miami Redhawks, Cincinnati Bearcats, a uh, big program, Xavier Musketeers, and we also have the Northern Kentucky Norse, who happen to be the youngest uh, D One squad in the area. But okay. Uh, and last few years, they've uh, they made some noise in the Horizon League tournaments. And they, what year was it? They almost beat Kentucky, and they lost by seven that year. But, yeah, college basketball, I'd say, definitely the king in the area. Uh, baseball-wise, I mentioned the Reds. There's also the Dayton Dragons. Um, you might not know the Dragons for, you know, some players. You might know them for the attendance record that they still have. Uh, beat the Portland Trailblazers a couple years back. I actually was working that game, too. But, um, Uh, There's that. There's a little bit of everything for every sports fan. I mean, we got soccer heading up FC Cincinnati. They're building the West End Stadium. That's growing. We got the Columbus Crew, which is one of the first original MLS teams, which I know that's not Cincinnati Dayton, but I talk about them on my podcast. And I feel like the most evil person in the world because I like the crew and FC Cincinnati. So, you know, take that, I guess. But um, there's a little bit of something for everyone here. I mean, if you like a certain sport, chances are Cincinnati Dayton's got it.
1: Nice. Nice. So you mentioned the Reds um, with some of the offseason acquis- acquisitions they've had and how some of the Reds fans that I follow on Twitter and there's some Reds fans that I know personally, they're like, oh, this is our year. We're going to get better. We're going to get better. I remember last season, one of my friends was like, oh, this is our year. We're going to get better than it was the same old Reds type of year. But yeah. I think the buzz this year for the Reds is a little bit different. There is a little bit more hope there. Um, with the Reds and their acquisitions, how do you view them? Let's say the MLB starts the 4th of July weekend or 4th of July, playing about 80, 82 games. How how would you say that the Reds will fare with this season coming up?
0: You know, on paper, definitely a contender. But on the other side of things, you got to look. Well, St. Louis is still there. The Cubs are still there. I mean, the Pirates, they're – They're turning over a new leaf. They're getting out of the uh, uh, Clint Barnes era. Well, Clint Hurdle. Why was I thinking Clint Barnes? There's a player that played for Hurdle in Colorado. Um, But Pittsburgh's uh, changing. Um, Who's the fifth? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's up there, too. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. on paper, I think this Reds team can do a lot of damage. But it really depends how they fare on the field. Like, last year, I thought they were going to have a good year. And then, you know, the whole, what was it, 1-8 and start? Yeah, that certainly doesn't help matters. And – I think the Reds didn't win a game in Pittsburgh until like the last month of the season last year. Mm -hmm. But if, if this team, if this team, you know, competes as advertised, you know, I think they can make some real noise in the NL central. Is it enough to take over St. Louis? I I mean, I I like, I think the Colonel's a very good team and I think the Reds are able to do that. But again, what are they going to do on the field? So I, I love to think they can, but I mean, we'll have to wait and see until they get on the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. And hopefully they get on the field very, very soon. I know there's talks ramping up a little bit more uh, frequently than normal, and there's more traction that's being gained than normal about, oh, the players and the owners, the league and the players association are getting closer to getting that decision put together. I hope it happens soon. And I know this year it's really uh, upsetting to me because I think over the past three to four years now, for my birthday, I've gone to a baseball game. One year it was the Indianapolis Indians, mm-hmm. the A affiliate of the, of the Pirates. Well, for so, some time it was the Cubs and Reds. My birthday week, I would try to get to a great American ballpark to watch a game, and this year that's not going to happen. So what my plan is is to go a little bit later in the year, um, to still go, with I'm, I, I am believing and hoping we have baseball season because I, even though I'm not the biggest baseball fan, there's still the, the, the sport of summer. And I do definitely miss watching baseball right now. To where I get home, there's a game on on the weekend. There's a game on. Oh, I can watch baseball all day because baseball is just that thing. If I need to clean my apartment or if I need to uh, go just go out somewhere or just do something about like do podcasting things and edit stuff, I can turn the volume up a little bit on the TV and then have my have the you know, the editing portion that I'm doing um to so I can hear both of them at the same time and look up and see the game I desperately miss and I really miss Lee baseball season right now are you missing it as much as I am I'm missing
0: sports full stop um, <laughs> i I'm a man that uh, thinks that you know there's not a sport that I don't like I mean I watch I watch anything although my main uh way of catching games is radio just because I love okay. I love the environment that good radio broadcasters can bring and you just you feel like you're sitting next to them, watching them from the press row and just but i miss i miss sports i mean you you mentioned you're from indianapolis i, I love the pacers and i was really hoping that you know with uh, a lot of people coming back you know they were going to make some noise although they were doing really good before he came they back. they surprised too. a lot of people yeah and i was really happy but um i, I just miss all sports um I actually finished broadcasting a high school hockey season in Ohio. Just like, okay. I, I think it was like a couple weekends before everything shut down, but there was a team in Columbus that made the frozen four for the first time ever. And I was like, this is, this is a team that upset uh, another school that was undefeated at oh, wow. that point, like one. Oh, yeah. They beat them, but now they can't play for the state title. It's, it was heartbreaking. So, And also I started my college baseball seasons with Wright State and Dayton since I'm their PA announcer. Got three games in with the Flyers, one with the Raiders, and I didn't get any softball games in at Wright State, which broke my heart because I really wanted to see what that team could do. But, yeah, I, I miss sports. There's, I love sports of all sorts. I was really looking forward to seeing, hopefully, FC Cincinnati be better than last year but then again how can you be worse than last year and I really want to see how the crew did under the guidance of Caleb Porter for his second year at the helm I I miss it all and I miss just the live sports updates I'm I miss everything about it and you know this week would have been the opening week for uh, champion city kings which is a a summer collegiate team in Springfield Ohio which I'm their broadcaster this year and that was supposed to start this Thursday and now I gotta wait till July first, and we'll see if I get that.
1: How does a play-by-play man like yourself stay sharp? I know you do play-by-play. I know you, I know podcasting and play-by-play. They say there's some similarities, but there there are differences. Mm. Um, how how have you been staying sharp when you're not really doing what you're normally doing this time of year?
0: Well, on the play-by-play craft, uh, normally this would be my downtime. I'd be on oh, okay. the PA announcing side, which but. Um, I think for me, podcasting helps my craft because I feel like, you know, it's a chance to talk on the microphone and, you know, maybe someone's listening out there to my podcast. I don't know. But I feel like the podcast has kept me sharp uh, in terms of, you know, staying on top of my craft and, you know, getting ready when I'm back into action. But for play-by-play wise, like actual play-by-play, I mean, i've I've seen a lot of broadcasters – Uh, They take video and they commentate on it. Like Dan Horde, the voice of the Bengals and Bearcats of Cincy, And he's doing all these things. And I thought, you know, that'd be great. But I just, I never asked for the videos. And I, so I feel like my main answer is just voice actor stuff or voice over stuff. Like, okay, can you say voice actor? I I don't know. But um, my podcast has been the thing to keep me sharp.
1: Nice, nice. You know, have you seen those videos that Joe Buck has done?
0: I've seen those, and I I think the funniest thing though is Joe Buck getting uh, offered by the adult website for like yes. a million bucks. <laughs> it's like, man, yeah, why, he, why he... don't they reach out to other broadcasters? You know? <laughs> Nothing against Joe Buck. I'm not I'm not on the bandwagon where you know, oh Joe Buck, I hate him. But you know, at the same time, like. Reach out to other broadcasters. We'd say yes, maybe. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know the funny thing about that is that he and his wife both tweeted out after he declined that offer and they both they both had their own thoughts about it. And I I, trust me, there are a lot of guys just like yourself, like, reach out to us, reach out to us. We want to be a part of this of this offer as well. And there's so many there's so many broadcasters out there that Mm. you really just don't even realize it because I know a lot of guys locally here. They do some high school stuff or um, A baseball. I, I met the play-by-play man for that. But if you're outside, you don't know how much talent is there in your area. And eventually you've had the opportunity to talk to quite a few play-by-play men that have helped you um, get better at your craft.
0: Absolutely. I've, that's probably one of my favorite things during this uh, quarantine is I got to reach out to some of the play-by-play broadcasters in the area. Like I mentioned, uh, Dan Horde. he mm-hmm. was a guest a couple of weeks back. I also got to talk to the play-by-play broadcasters of Wright State, Dayton, Miami, and really to cross off um, uh, my Division I list, all I need is Xavier and Norvig and Tucky, and I'll complete the whole set, which I might do in June. I don't know. But it's been, it's been really fun learning their history. And also at the end of these interviews that I do, I also ask, you know, if there's people out there that want to get into the field, what are you suggesting? And all of them have given different answers. Although there's always been one big uh, timeline or, ti- or one big theme into all this, and it's patience, which uh, is a big problem for me because I'm not, I'm not the most patient man in uh, in the United States.
1: <laughs> Mostly, most people aren't patient. Um, I go ahead I, I was going to mention mention this later on, but you've talked about it a little bit. This is normally your your uh, public address announcing season mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there, and I was one of those people as well and I kind of I, i've been looking on Twitter a little bit more than normal um to see oh this person has this announcing job or this person has that announcing job to a person listening to this that wants to possibly be a public address announcer maybe for their local high school, maybe for just um a minor league baseball team in their area, maybe for um, a, a college team in the area. No matter what it is, how does someone get into that field? Because it's one that, yes, it is a it's, it's a craft. I'm not saying it's not a craft. It is a craft, and you have to work on it. It's not something. It's like, oh, you can wake up and do it. But there are a lot of people that are like, this was something I would want to do. How does someone get into that craft, into that field?
0: The big thing is uh, connections. If you have them, you know, lean on them, seeing you know what opportunities are out there, or you know, cold call cold contact uh, the worst they can do is say no, yeah, true, but, you know, and also with you know I, I know Indianapolis has a vast amount of sports too, just like since nineteen I mean even if you can't get like a high school gig or a college gig or even you know a minor or major league gig, there's always youth teams that could use you know some announcements it's just there's always opportunities, and you just have to know where to look, so basically. You know, if you have contacts and networks or networking folks, lean on them. If not, you know, do the dirty work yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one thing. I I've, I recently switched my personal job. Um, podcasting is my hobby. I've loved it. Uh, I, I've, I'm actually just a little over a year into it now. And I'm way busier now doing more shows now than I, than I thought I ever would do. And those cold calls, those cold emails, um, sending messages on Twitter or whatever it is, People are like, you do that? Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Like you said, they say no. But if they say yes, and that's a connection for you, you never know how that connection could go or where that could lead. Who is someone in your life that has been a great moral role model in the Cincinnati-Dayton area that people around there know and say, wow, Lee, I, I, they've helped me, and I've never met them, just listening to them on the television or on radio, they've helped me a lot. Who has kind of been like that person to you?
0: There's so many that I can answer here. Um, I'll do I'll do one that really doesn't know me and one that does. Okay. Uh, I want to start with uh, Chris Collins of Wright State. Um, he was my he was actually my first guest that I got to do during the uh, quarantine. Uh, he helped me out a, a bunch when I was in college, and I always lean on him. Like you know, what can I do to be better here? And you know, throughout the years, you know, we talk, and you know, I always you know ask him about you know, how to improve and everything like that. So we stayed in touch and that's been close to uh, 14 years that we've known each other, which is really, really cool. Uh, The person that I don't really know personally, uh, I have to say, you know, the main one's Dan Horde just because of the fact that I get to listen to him so much in football and basketball season, you know, Bearcats and Bengals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting to hear how he calls a game and it's like, okay, so here's how he does things. Not necessarily, you know, copy his entire, you know, way of broadcasting, but you learn from all these. There's also a uh, what's his name? Joe Sunderman. I was going to call him Kevin, which would be weird because his name is Joe. Joe Sunderman calls the Xavier games. Uh, Jim Kelch used to be part of the Reds broadcasting crew. Now he's with the Louisville Bats, and he's with uh, the NKU Norse. I listen to him uh, whenever I'm in the Cincinnati area, just because we don't really get 1360 up here. Uh, Larry Hanskin of the Dayton Flyers. Definitely listen to him. And Steve Baker of Miami. Um, you know, a lot of these broadcasters I hear fall and winter seasons. And I, I learn as I'm listening to a game. I don't know if I listen to a game more just to, you know, listen to sports or listen to how they do things. And I learn a little bit more about how to better myself.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. You mentioned the Bengals a few times, the man that calls the games there for them. And the Bengals have – a new quarterback, a guy that literally lit up the field every time he stepped on it last season in Joe Burrow, and then you have well, you had Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is out in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is in as the head man. Me, I like I like Joe Burrow a lot. I was kind of hoping that Andy Dalton would stay, even if he was a backup. And I know Andy Dalton starting your whole career, you don't want to be you don't want to be a backup. But I was just only hoping it just in my own mind, so that Joe Burrow could have a mentor in the quarterback room that could help him and and guide him in his first year being a quarterback or Joe Burrow. Well, you know, you wouldn't draft Joe to be a backup number overall pick. So I do understand why they made that decision. But Andy Dalton has been kind of consistent there. You know what you're going to get with him, but now it's kind of a new era, a new season for the Bengals with Joe Burrow. They have talent. They have, they're young, they're youthful, but they're looking to, turn around and get a little bit better get a lot better than they were last year last year they went they went 2-14 um so like every time they were on tv you knew that the Bengals were going to almost lose basically lose the fight wasn't going to be put up but Joe Burrow with the Bengals it's it's exciting you you love when this happens I remember when Peyton Manning came here to Indianapolis and he was like oh wow we have this fresh body we have a, a great quarterback that was there in college in Tennessee and he's going to take us to the promised land and eventually he did Joe Burrow in Cincinnati what is the talk of the town
0: first off I like to say the hype is real I it's been a while since I've seen you know other Bengals fans this excited and I'm very excited about it too I mean it's 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 a new cornerstone it's basically a new start in Cincinnati so I I definitely want to see what Joe Burrow can do there's a lot of um there's a lot of talk on social media that I see that also said he's going to be the greatest quarterback out there. It's like, mm, he hasn't thrown an <laughs> NFL toss yet. So
1: don't you love but, that? Don't you love when people just start, start saying things before people actually play a professional game? Yeah. Uh, being I don't, a little, being I a don't little want to sound like I'm trying bit. to
0: damper like people's, you know, excitement on that, but it's like, let him throw, let them get into a preseason game first. But I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. So I get the excitement on that, but it's just, you know, he's unproven in the NFL. He did great with uh, LSU last year, but you know, college NFL that's, that's the next step. I, I was a little sad how things went down with Andy Dalton. I I wish the Bengals would have got something for him and he always represented uh, the queen city with the utmost of class. And I definitely hope he has some success in Dallas. Oh, by the way, Jay, did you see that, uh, that post on social media? Uh, where Andy Dalton has his uh hair photoshopped blue because he's now a cowboy i did not was,
1: no, I did not see that
0: <laughs> that's one of my favorites i <laughs> I love to tell you who did it, but i i don't know it, it it's great so if you want to think of the red rifle, he's now the uh, uh the blue bomber let's say uh, <laughs> I like that I like that uh, i mean it's uh it was great but no, i i'm I'm excited, but i'm also you know I'm also expecting this year might be a little rough just because. He is a rookie after all. And that O-line, I'm still – I'm a little worried about the, o, the O-line. the O But they did they did get better last year as the season went on. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. And I really hope that we get football in 2020.
1: Oh, I sure hope so too. And as I was thinking about the Bengals and how I watched them last year, kind of viewed them, it was kind of weird that I kind of compare Andy Dalton at times in some games – to a Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton was our MVP at one time. Um, he has had some injury issues, but the accuracy—if you compare the two with their statistics—they're very eerily similar. It's kind of scary that Cam Newton, at his best, is at his best, is better than Andy Dalton. But when we put them to put the two together there 's very there 's a lot of similarities but then you have Joe Burrow a young guy and i 'm a big joe burrow fan i i 'm expecting well i 'm hoping for big things for him from him a uh, bigger a guy that 's going back to his ho- his home state to a to a, uh, a team and a fan base that is thirsty that is desperate to win and to and to actually have success in the playoffs and a team I actually went back and looked this up this is probably eye, op- eye, po- eye popping excuse me to me. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game since January 6th of 1991. And Joe Burrow, knowing the history of the state of, of Ohio with football, knowing what he can bring to this team, knowing what he can bring to this franchise, I'm not saying it's going to be the guy lead to break that streak and win a playoff game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I'm not saying it's going to be this year, but with the talent that they have on the offensive side, at least the skill position side, they had that there, but you're right, Lee, they got to fix the offensive line.
0: Yeah, that's one of my big worries. Uh, by the way, the uh last playoff game, I think I was two when they did that. It was against the Houston
1: Oilers. <laughs> so Oh, the good old Houston Oilers, man.
0: It it's been a while, but um yeah, it going back to what you said about Joe Burrow being the guy, it's gonna take a team effort. And I really think with the free agent signings that the Bengals have done this year, it's a great start. And I really hope they pan out and do well, and I think the draft this year, the Bengals out of the seven picks, six of them were captains of their college team, which is huge. Yes, I think T. Higgins was the one exception, but then again, if he came back for a senior year, he might have donned a C for his Tigers there. But I like I like the new steps that the Bengals are taking, and I I still have that cautious optimism about this upcoming year. You know, hopefully we play it. Yeah, but I I think. It might not be this year, but I think the Bengals are going to be a great team, and I think this is going to be a beautiful start to that.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if you've heard this um, recently. They said there's talks possibly of the Browns and Bengals playing in Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame Stadium to kind of uh, to kind of like celebrate the 100th season of the National Football. Was it 100th season of, of the league? Um, 100 the... somewhere. It's the
0: 100th year since the first NFL game was played, I think, and it was a a little bit of a Southwest Ohio connection, the Dayton Triangles, the very scary Dayton Triangles, against the uh, Columbus Panhandlers. That was the very first NFL game, and it was right here in our backyard, in Dayton, Ohio, U.S. of A.
1: That's amazing. I I had never heard of that team before. How long were they actually in the league?
0: Uh, Let's see. They started in the 1920s. I want to say like 27, 28, 29 and they lasted there for seven years. Okay. And I think they're. I think the current team would be the Colts because they went. They went off to. When well, they went off to Portsmouth, and then they went off to Baltimore, and then went off to Indianapolis. I, nice. I don't know, but um, yeah, there was a there was a really old podcast episode I did, and they were uh, the folks at the Dayton Historical Society were recreating the uh, Dayton Triangles locker room, which I, I still need to see. I really want to see that, <laughs> but yeah. NFL
1: born here in Dayton, Ohio, U.S. of A. Can you believe that? That's amazing. I had no idea. And also, with the Bengals, I, I, what I was talking about, the Bengals and the Browns in that that area there, I think if you're outside of the Midwest, you may not know how how crazy the fans there are in Ohio. And it would be beautiful. It would be great for Joe Burrow's kind of coming out party. Yeah, he's going to be a rookie. He's going to have rookie mistakes. But let's say his biggest game of the year, the the browns the bingles they're in canton ohio there at the hall of fame in that stadium we normally only see one game a year there on the on the national football league variety um was it the hall of fame game the first preseason game but it would be amazing just me thinking foreshadowing um not don't call me a prophet but if it happens you can call me one just mm-hmm. saying hey joe burrow on the field coming out party against the browns the browns have been hyped up last year then also this year as well I, I would just love to see Joe Burrow just kind of go off and have a Joe Burrow-esque game right there in Canton, Ohio.
0: You know, I would too. That one social post, I I, I saw it, I think it was today. I, I lost track of all days. But there was a lot of Browns fans complaining because that's a home game for Cleveland, which I get. But at the same time, that's still a big honor to have an NFL game there. And I, I still think – I don't think Baylor uh, – Baylor. <laughs> I don't think – Baker Mayfield is a bust. I mean, last year was a little rough, but then again, think about it. I mean, you have the change from Greg Williams to uh uh Freddie Kitchens, and now third coach for uh Mayfield in Cleveland, which I'm excited to see. I wanna see I wanna see good. I wanna see a close uh rivalry of Ohio. Uh of course, you know, it'd be nice to see Bengals win both of those, but hey, I'll I'll settle for competitive on both uh, games in Cleveland and Cincinnati or Canton. Um, if that does happen. But, yeah, I I, I I think that'd be great. I mean, that's the Hall of Fame, playing there, and you're the two teams representing the state of Ohio. So I hope it happens.
1: I do, too. I do, too. Um, Lee, we got a couple rapid-fire questions here really quickly to wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, just give me the first thought that comes into your head when you hear the question or the thought that comes uh, into your into your speakers there. I and mean, then also at the end of this, we'll give you some time to promote your stuff, what you're doing how people can connect with you and things like that. I have nine written down. I'm going to throw in a 10th just to kind of have a little bit more fun, just to piggyback off of the Bengals conversation that we've had thought or question. Number one, what will the Bengals record be this season? Bengals record at the end of the season. um,
0: You know what? I'll go nine and seven. I think it'll be, you know, I, I think the start of the season will be a little rough, but I think Burrow will gel nicely And hopefully the Bengals avoid the injury bug. That thing can go away.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Number two, will the Reds win the NL Central? Yes, Uh,
0: because I I like the signings that the Reds have done. I think they did. I mean, the only thing I could say is maybe a little bit more bullpen help, but I I can't hate on any of the signings they made. I I just hope we have a season to watch. And I think, yes, the Reds will win the NL Central, and I think it will be very close with St. Louis – and then the Brewers, uh, I think you, you know you can you know change Brewers and Cardinals there, Cubs, then the Pirates. I think the Reds will win it, but I think it'll be a very close race. Actually, I'm just thinking, uh, have you seen that thing about the 10 teams, like what MLB wanted to do, like the three divisions, and it's basically a combination of the AL and NL Central, where
1: all but the Pirates would be in that? I didn't know that they did not. The, I thought it was all... I assumed it was AL, NL, Central, the five from each, AL and NL. They would be one division. I didn't know they knocked the Pirates out.
0: Yeah, they're in the East with um, most of the NL and AL East teams. Uh, I think the team that replaced them is the Atlanta Braves, which I actually don't mind because that's a straight shot on 75. And, you know, that's a great rivalry between Cincinnati and Atlanta. So I, I don't know if that came to pass, but I think the Reds, if we still have the NL Central as we know it, I think they'll win that
1: an athlete you would love to see a documentary on? Hmm. Got to go with teens here.
0: Sure. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll stick with the athlete. Uh, give me Reggie Miller. And uh, I'll tell you why. Just because he stayed with Indiana his entire career. He probably could have went did. somewhere else for a championship, but he stayed the entire time with the Pacers, and I admire that. And he's probably one of my favorite NBA players. And I think – I think it'd be interesting enough, although I know the Knicks fans probably like, ugh, Reggie Miller, why would you say that <laughs> with the eight points and nine seconds thing? But yeah, I, I'd go with Reggie Miller. Um, and because I mentioned it, teams. Hmm. That's a very, very good question. You know what? I'll I'll go a little bit more recent. Uh, the women's soccer teams for the United States, Itch. just because of the amount of success they've had. I And they lost that... Battle for equal pay. I think that needs to be talked about a lot. I mean, yes, I know they can, you know, they could say, wait a minute, they can appeal it. That's the word. But uh, give me one on, you know, the women's national team. A game you
1: watched you'll never forget.
0: A game I watched uh, I'll never forget, huh? Um, Can I use some of the games I called? Of course. I'll go with uh, some of the games I haven't called and I just watched or listened to. I think the Reds getting the NL Central at the uh, start of last decade. I think those games will always stick with me just because it was Jay Bruce both times. And, you know, that, those were really cool. Um, games I broadcasted. I, how much time do you have for rapid fire? <laughs> this, this rapid fire question is now 30 minutes because the guy won't shut up. No, um, I got to throw in my Dayton Demons. They were a single-A Federal Hockey League team. Okay. I was their play-by-play voice for all three years. I think winning in OT in game three when the other team, the Danbury Whalers, they could have swept again, but no, Dayton started the comeback there. They won in OT the first uh, final game at Hera. Next game they won three to one in regulation, and then they go to Danbury, Connecticut, and they win nine to two. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go with a team to Connecticut. I was broadcasting – I shouldn't say unfortunately because I, I was broadcasting another sport. I was broadcasting Dayton Sharks indoor football. I think it was the Port Huron Patriots. It might've been the Kentucky extreme of okay. Louisville, okay. but um, I remember that game being over. I get everything up and I head straight to the Hera pub. Cause there was a watch party there and I come in, uh, I think there was about like three minutes left and the demons were up like eight to two, nine to two at that point. And I just, that's the night I, I won't ever forget. And I still wear the championship ring. It, it's showing a little age and damage because I'm not the most graceful person out there, but yeah, I called a championship team, and people might say, "Well, well, the FHL only had four teams out there." I don't care. It was my right. team. That was my exactly. Uh, uh, I was broadcasting there. Now uh, the demons are the Port Huron Prowlers, who won an FHL cup a couple years back, and Hair Arena is pretty uh, heavily damaged thanks to the uh, tornadoes from last year, and it's still standing. And if you look on Facebook from remember Hair Arena, you can see, yeah, it's not pretty.
1: Oh man! Oh man! What is your favorite vacation spot?
0: <laughs> vacation? What's that? <laughs> um, I've never taken a vacation in my life. I'll be honest with you. It's, uh, this is probably my longest vacation I've ever had. <laughs> and uh, where I live is not my answer. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I hate to modify the question because, again, I've never been on vacation. But okay. uh, the farthest I've been for a game is Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I was broadcasting a neutral site game. With the Dayton Demons again, the same year they won the championship against the Watertown, New York Privateers, a game that Dayton wins 7 to 5. It took a couple years, but uh, the FHL does get a team in in the Carolina Thunderbirds at uh, Winston-Salem's, was it Fairgrounds? I forget what that rink is. It's right okay. across from Wake Forest, which that was really cool. However, getting back to Ohio, then it's like Super Blizzard. <laughs> and it's like, what's that about? We were coming back and it's like 60 degrees in North Carolina. And now it's, you know, blizzarding in Ohio. Great. But yeah, I'd say Winston-Salem is probably my favorite vacation spot. By vacation, I mean the farthest I've traveled with a team to broadcast.
1: Okay. Well, that's kind of a, it's kind of going to piggyback off of where I was going to go next anyway. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to go on vacation? Hmm.
0: You know, I've always wanted to visit California. Okay. Um, maybe not L.A., maybe San Francisco, but okay. um, Canada in the winter months because I want to catch a hockey game up there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not picky. I Give me the world to see. I want to see – I want to travel overseas one day to, you know, watch sports and maybe my job will take me overseas. I don't know. But, you know, I, I – just say out of Ohio, out of Southwest Ohio. Let's see. (laughs) Is that, is that an okay
1: answer? That is definitely an okay (laughs) answer. Yes, sir. It is. It is. The next one. Which do you like doing more being a broadcaster, being a PA announcer, being a podcaster, or being a sports writer? Can't pick.
0: I like doing all four and I'll explain why I'm in sports. I get into sports for free to talk about them, to announce, um, well, podcasting, I don't get into events for that. I, I just, you know, for my, you know, what I see, I talk about on the podcast and I recap all the local sports and everything. So, you know, uh, podcasting to me is interesting just because I've had a lot of trouble getting employment in broadcasting around here. Okay. So, you know, I, I wanted to prove to sports radio stations that have uh, ignored my resume. Like, hey, I can actually do this. Here's my podcast. You know, take a listen. Yeah. But. Yeah. I can't, I can't pick. I love doing it all. So uh, I love, I love the rush of play by play, just seeing the events happening Uh, PA. It's nice to be the voice of the venue a voice of the gang there, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, you get a chance to, you know, make the crowd exciting and everything. Um, It's just, uh, yeah, I can't pick. I love, I love all of it.
1: Yeah. They're definitely fun avenues and fun ways to express yourself in a field that you love. The next one a game you would love to attend in any sport?
0: Um, <laughs> anything, really. I mean, going a little bit back to where's my, you know, premier vacation spot, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see sports, and I want to see how they differ from place to place. Like I mentioned, I want to see hockey in Canada. I want to see, you know, I want to see a Canadian Football League game. I, I, I think it's so interesting that it's you know, to 10 watch. more yards and one less down. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm probably the worst at these rapid-fire questions. They last like 15 minutes, just (laughs) because. Let me talk these out. (laughs) Oh, get going! Um, I want to see as much as I can before my time is up. Gotcha. I, I, like I mentioned, I love sports. There isn't a sport out there that I don't like. I love all sports. Um, I think I've got a chance to broadcast or announce. Most of them, I mean, I just want to see more sports and I want to see how it differs from you know where I'm at.
1: Yeah, two more. They're both basketball questions. Okay. The first one who would win in a game of one on one, Michael Jordan or LeBron James?
0: Mm. The classic, the classic question of LeBron versus Jordan. You know, I, I rattled this, I, I like both, both yeah. are great. So, I, I you know, I is Jordan in his prime?
1: You pick. This is your scenario. You pick it.
0: Okay. So, in my scenario, let's say you know Michael Jordan gets, you know, Space Jammed again, where he's in his prime, and there's yeah. prime LeBron James. Uh, hmm, that's that's a very good question. That, like I mentioned, they're both great athletes, and you know, that's one thing I wish, as a kid, I could actually, you know, watch Michael Jordan, but. You know what? Give me LeBron James by a basket just because of the fact that, A, he's an Ohio guy. And yes, I know what people might think. He left Ohio twice. Uh, The first time with Miami, I didn't mind that he left Cleveland for that. Mm -hmm. But the way he did, like, hey, here's an hour special. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Miami. Bye. And L.A., I don't mind that either. Um, You know what? Give me LeBron James by a hair just because – I mentioned just because he's an Ohio guy, but I don't know. I just, there's something about James's game that I, I you know, like a little bit more than Jordan's. I, I don't know why it might be, you know, my stupid brain, but I pick LeBron.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I say to that everybody, everybody has their own opinion. The way you formulate your opinion is different than someone else formulates their opinion. Last one, Kobe Bryant. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. What game in Kobe Bryant's career sticks out to you? Be like, wow, this game right here is basically preaching on a basketball court about who the basketball player is of Kobe Bryant.
0: Can I just mention that when I heard Kobe Bryant died, I was coming off uh, working in women's basketball game mm-hmm. uh, at UD. And I heard the news like, no, that's not. No, that's I, I was in shock because Kobe's a great was a great athlete. And man, Um I'd have to say that time he dropped eighty-one points against Toronto. Oh I my think, goodness! He I was think. That night. I mean, sure, that's his most points that he's dropped on a team, but you know, Cobell has brought it. I mean, maybe the later few years where an injuries were nagging. I mean, you don't come back one hundred percent from those. And but I think that, and I think you know, the Hollywood Knights team. I think that was after you know the Lakers beat the Pacers for the NBA Finals. I mm-hmm. what year that was but 2000
1: I believe he said Lakers over, Lakers over Pacers yeah yeah Two thousand. that was the uh
0: the last year that Larry Bird was uh Indiana's head coach correct which, which was a shame because I really wanted to see what he'd do after that but that's that's not the question I know I'm sorry <laughs> um yeah I'll pick Bryant's 81 point game
1: it was a fun game it was uh, fun to watch we get to watch highlights still in that game now, I'm sure there are moments that in Jalen Rose's mind, he gets haunted by that because he's on ESPN national television and he gets to hear people say, wow, what was it like being on the court when Kobe Bryant torched, torched your entire team? And he has to relive that over and over and over. Lee, this has been a lot of fun. Take some time to let the listeners know where they can connect with you and to listen to you and your podcast. and then possible to listen to or watch you call some of the games that you call um, throughout the regular sports seasons? How much time do you got? <laughs> I Make mean, just the
0: um, social media and podcast itself. It'll take a little bit. Uh, social media, uh, Twitter is probably you know where I'm at the most. It's at the Lee W. Malin, T H E L E E W M O W E N. Also, Facebook, Instagram. I have those. My website, theleewmallen dot uh, That's where my podcast is too. It's available on all the major platforms. You know, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pandora, Spotify. Pretty much, if you can get a podcast on there, it's probably on there. It's the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, and it covers Northern Kentucky sports. It covers eastern Indiana, like Richmond, Indiana, and uh, I think as far west as Connorsville. And I do talk a little bit about Indianapolis sometimes just because the youth hockey scene in Indy is tremendous, and it's always nice when they're in Dayton for uh, the local hockey tournament. So, you know, I, I like Indianapolis, so, you know, hey. Um, Uh, PA wise, most of my work is with University of Dayton men's soccer and baseball and Wright State's uh, men's and women's soccer, sometimes volleyball, if I'm needed to fill in Um, baseball, softball, I used to do swimming and diving when Wright State had it, but um, yeah, they don't anymore, which broke my heart just because swimming and diving was a lot of fun to witness. And it was it was so much fun, too. But that's uh, my main work. Uh, last year, I was broadcasting Loveland High School Tigers football in Cincinnati for ESP Media. And hopefully, I will be back for 2020 because we have a couple new schools in the mix in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference. And I get to visit Winton Woods High School for the first time. If you know anything about Ohio high school football, Winton Woods is very good. And now in a league for the first time since, oh God, when was that? <laughs> is it eight years ago? Wow. I'm old. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, ESP media uh, is where I do my footballs and hockey. I'm on YouTube, Centerville Elks, uh, Centerville high school and Springboro high school. Um, That's when I'm the most busiest in terms of broadcasting. I see a lot of hockey. You know, that's one thing I wish I could talk about a little bit more just because I wish hockey was a bigger thing for high schools because only a handful in Cincinnati Dayton have it. And, because of this, they're grouped in with Columbus, Ohio, just because they have more schools and, but that's not here. Um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter, the Lee W Mowen. That's where I post, Hey, I'm announcing, Hey, I'm broadcasting, uh, my podcast, the Lee W Mowen.com slash podcast. Uh, again, pick your favorite way to listen to it. I talk since night in sports and I think I covered everything. And I think people have had enough of me rambling for, you know, hey, a, a, a long time so yeah I think I covered
1: everything didn't I? <laughs> I think you did I think you did Lee W Malwin thank you so much for coming on here on the podcast giving us a little taste of Cincinnati Dayton sports little reds a little bingles as well thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for I mean to excuse me come here on the podcast and just chop it up a little bit
0: uh Jay thank you for the opportunity I love I love talking sports I mean I wish we had live sports at the moment but Hey, I love talking sports. You have a great podcast, and I definitely enjoy being a small part of it tonight.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that when Lee was expressing the way that he misses sports, that someone listened to that and said, hey, Lee, I feel the same way. You are me right now, and I am you. The way that you're expressing that you miss sports is the same way that I express that I miss sports. And you know what? I miss sports. You miss sports. My mom misses sports. My dad misses sports. Some of my co-workers miss sports. I mean, we miss live sports. Yes, you could say, Jay, There, there's a Korean baseball organization, the KBO, that is on ESPN. Yes, that is true. Have I watched it? Yes, I have. Is it nice to watch sports on your television that are live? Yes. Will you watch it again? Yes. Do you want it to stop there? Definitely not. I would love for the NBA to come back now. I would love for Major League Baseball to come to an agreement. Yes, come to an agreement and come back now. I would love for the NHL and their 24-team playoff system to start right now. But that's not happening. But you know what I do believe? I don't know when NHL is going to come back. I don't know when NBA or MLB is going to come back. But what I do believe 100%, as much as I miss sports, I 100% believe that we will have football in the fall. Pro football, National Football League season, believe we're going to have that, possibly full stadiums. I actually believe we'll have full stadiums in the fall. Why? Because the data backs that up. And actually, the league is going to say, hey, let the fans make the decision if they want to come to the stadium or not. That's up to them. They have the freedom to buy those tickets. They have the freedom to, to decide if they want to come here or not. Oh, here's another one for you. The college football season, I, I miss it too. I miss watching Ohio State. I miss watching LSU. I miss watching Clemson. Michigan, sorry. You missed this cut. But I miss watching sports. I really, really, really miss watching sports. And that knock at Michigan was that, not because I just don't like the program. I'm an Ohio State fan. Enough said. I believe you're going to have a college football season in the fall. And I do believe that there may be some college football teams that do not play presidents. If there's no students on campus, I understand why they would say there's no college football season. I also believe that there's going to be high school football in the fall in some of your communities. Then, all the other sports that are there that are fall sports in the fall, the fall sports season, I believe they will be there as well. We will have sports hopefully sooner rather than later. But if we have to wait till August to get sports, hey, sports will be back at some point. Football, we got you. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, guys, get it together because we really miss you. Thank you for listening to the episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Jay Stevens07. And if you're not on Twitter, and you would love to connect with the podcast. Send your emails to jstevenspod at gmo.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for new podcasts to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out of the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So, no if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to people know about the podcast. This has been episode 9 7 of the JCMS podcast. I'll see you next time. This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game, and you listen to MTMV Sports.